Hey bosses, this weekend is Memorial Day weekend and we know you're going to be out and about. Whether you're having fun in the sun or you're just laying back, this is the perfect time to invest in a new skincare system. I've been using the sunscreen from Clear Stem Beauty and it is a great non-toxic sunscreen that has been a part of my everyday routine. And they have tons of other products that you can invest in to help your skin, whether you're acne prone, whether you just wanted a little zhuzh to be able to elevate your skincare, these are the products for you. Definitely. Clear Stem is an incredible skincare line that will help you in all of your skincare goals. For me, I have switched to Clear Stem to help me in my acne journey and have really cleared up my acne with clear stem. I'm so grateful. It's a brand that focuses on not only acne fighting and having no pore clogging ingredients, but also anti-aging. And it's a non-toxic clean brand. So it's incredible if you're looking for the intersection of no pore clogging ingredients, but also having those anti-aging properties. So if you are looking for something like that in your skincare routine. I know I personally love their SPF, like Rianne said, she uses as well. And also their Hydroglow Stem Cell Moisturizer and their Gentle Clean Cleanser. Their whole line is clean, non-toxic, not pore clogging, and smells really good. That's one of my favorite things about them. So if you're looking for some new skincare items, check out clearstemskincare.com and use our code be your own boss for 20% off your order. Again, the code is be your own boss for 20% off your order and we'll see you over at clearstem.com. This is a special code that's only going to last until May 31st. So from May 25th to May 31st, you're going to get 20% off instead of the regular discount code. So make sure you stock up and we will see you on the bright side of skincare. Welcome to BYOB, the Be Your Own Boss podcast, inspiring you to be the CEO of your life. This is Ellie. And this is Rianne. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, grab a beverage and tune in to BYOB because you don't need a business to be your own boss. Cheers, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Be Your Own Boss podcast. We are so excited to be sitting down with an awesome guest today, Allie Hansen, and really excited to kick off the conversation with some wine and some good vibes. I did not bring wine when we recorded this episode with Allie, but I for sure have wine now because... We're recording this on a Monday and Mondays can be like long and exhausting and or really slow, I feel like. And Mm -hmm. today it was definitely a long and exhausting one. So wine it Mm is. I hope you brought a beverage because it's BYOB time. And like Ellie said, we have such an exciting episode for you. We also have some exciting things coming up. Ellie, do you want to tell them about Mm -hmm. it? Yes. So Just for some background, we had an awesome conversation with Allie a few weeks ago and try to keep things as in real time as possible. So you're hearing us right now the week that this episode is released, but we had a chat with Allie a few weeks ago. So we do have some fun updates that we do talk about in our conversation with Allie, but we're super excited. We are having our first in-person event at the Vine Room, which is um, 
what we talk about in this conversation. Allie is the founder and owner of the Vine Room. So we're so excited to have our first event there. And that is on Tuesday, June 27th for all of our Minnesota based listeners. But if you're just so happy to be traveling or in Minnesota at that time, uh, definitely stop by the Vine Room. So we're super excited about that. This has been such a fun event in the making because I remember when me and Ellie started this whole thing, it was like we have listeners from everywhere, but most of our listeners are in Minnesota. And it's like, it would be so nice to have an event where we continue to like continue to have these conversations to meet our listeners face to face and actually like just be a part of this community which is like what we wanted to create and to have it at the vine room if you haven't been in the vine room it is a wine bar in downtown hopkins minnesota it is just like the greatest vibes i Mm -hmm. say that like about 50 times in this episode but like i just have to emphasize that like the vibes at the vine room are immaculate and Mm ali does such a good job of like just curating that overall culture but I wanted to just say that like I'm so excited to meet each and every one of you and just to have conversations around the podcast around what you liked what you haven't liked and also we have like a special curated session for you because it will be an event and we want you to come with a purpose and get something out of this so it's gonna be really awesome I am so excited about it we will have the ticket sales go live very soon so Make sure you're staying up to date on our Instagram at Be Your Own Boss Podcast on Instagram, mm-hmm. like I mentioned. So mm-hmm. follow us for updates. Yes, it's going to be such a fun time. And in this episode, we actually mentioned, like, jokingly, we should have a happy hour at the Vine Room. And now, weeks later, it's coming into fruition, which is I super know. exciting. It's like we manifested this thing. Like, yeah. it, it was like, oh. It's just incredible. I love it. Yes. Yeah. We're super excited. We're about to get into the conversation with Allie, but to kick it off, this is such an incredible conversation that I remember really pumps me up. Allie is such an inspiration when it comes to entrepreneurship, chasing your dreams, curating an incredible culture, and like Rianne said, immaculate vibes. So definitely want to listen to this conversation and we're so excited to have Allie um kind of how we how we met Allie and how we know Allie is I actually was able to be a part of her crew at the Vine Room and served as an ambassador at the Vine Room and worked on Allie's team so I can attest to how incredible she is as a culture curator And um, being able to really be inspired by her leadership and how she has um, brought her dreams into fruition with the Vine Room and the Vine Shop. So Allie is someone that I really look up to. And she working at the Vine Room is like one of the best jobs ever. I worked there before I moved to Denver and I miss it every single day. That is a little bit about this episode. So we hope that you grab a beverage and enjoy and let's jump in. Welcome to the podcast, Allie. We are so excited to have you here today and to chat all things wine, culture, sustainability, and so much more. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm I'm stoked to be here. So we are so excited to have you. Ever since we started the podcast, we knew that we wanted to have you on and have been so excited now being a few episodes in to finally be able to have you. And Allie is just an absolute boss. 
I'm so excited to dive into our questions today and for everyone to learn more about her and her passions and all the wonderful things that she does. But a little bit about Allie. Allie Hansen, who is the founder of The Vine Room and The Vine Shop, is a Minnesota native who moved to sunshiny California, fell in love with wine, and wanted to bring a slice of the Golden State back to the Midwest. Ali is passionate about making a positive impact on our sweet planet and creating a fun, healthy workplace culture. She's located in the Vine Room and the Vine Shop, located on Main Street in Hopkins. The Vine Room is a fun, welcoming wine bar, also offering regular workshops and wine education classes. And the Vine Shop next door is a curated bottle shop focusing on sustainably produced domestic wines and has the coolest wine club around. So... Pretty fun to hear about all the things going on with you, Allie, and with the Vine Room and the Vine Shop. So we're so excited to have you here today to chat all about it. Allie, when I think about the Vine Room, I just think about the times where I did have the opportunity to go downtown Hopkins. I lived, when I lived in Minnesota, my apartment was about 10 minutes from there. And it was honestly such a treat to get out of my apartment, go for a social environment where there was wine, where there was charcuterie, where there's good vibes, mm-hmm. and be able to just soak in all of the atmosphere that you built the Vine Room to be. So like Ellie said, we're so excited to chat with you and get a little bit more of the behind and scenes of why you started the wine shop, the vine room and the vine shop, as well as basically what makes you the person you are today, because you are such a boss and we're just so excited to be able to have you on our episode. I love it. Thank you. Yes. So to kick it off, we love to start every episode with the beverages that we brought playing off of our BYOB name, even though it's Be Your Own Boss, we like to bring our own <laughs> beverages as well. So mm-hmm. Allie, why don't you kick us off and share what beverage you brought? Yeah, well, it couldn't be a wine conversation without me bringing some wine. Um, yes. I am sipping on our current featured producer at the Vine Shop, which is a Stoltman Vineyards, and I am enjoying their Love You Bunches Rosé. Uh, It's a rosé of Grenache, which to me, I always say is kind of the classic, uh, what you think of rosé. It's uh, watermelon, strawberry, wildflowers. It's a dry rosé, but it's so fun and playful. Uh, And it's kind of this perfect uh, sipper as we head into our sunshiny season of spring, which is super exciting. So um, yeah, loving this. It's on uh, our new spring menu, which is super exciting. And uh, so far, people have really been enjoying it. Oh, that sounds so good. I love that wine. Um, I That's one of my favorite rosés, if not my favorite rosé, is the Love You Bunches. Mm-hmm. And that's always my go-to wine as well for like gifts for mm-hmm. either a bridal shower mm. or wedding because the um, graphic literally yes. says Love You so Bunches cheeky. and it's so cute. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yum. That sounds yes. so good. And we have Allie on our team that does the bottle art too. So a lot of people will buy this bottle to get it Uh, tricked out for like a wedding or like you said, a baby shower and have Mm -hmm. it customized, which is super fun too. Yeah, that's so fun. If you're in the Minnesota area, definitely stop by the Mm -hmm. Vine Vine Shop and try some Love You Bunches by Stoltman. But yeah, that sounds delicious. Rianne, what beverage did you bring? I love that. I've been reaching for rosés more frequently recently just because of like the warm weather here. And it's just like a fun happy hour drink. 
you don't know whether you want a mm-hmm. red or a white. It's just like rosé. Perfect in between. Happy medium. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Crisp, refreshing. I love that. And I'll definitely have to try out Love You Bunches when I go back to Minnesota. And who knows? I might just have to bring a checked bag. This way I can bring one home. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> but yes, today I am drinking a new juice by Suja. So I found this at Trader Joe's. Um, Suja has been like really popular lately when it comes to juices. I've been seeing them at different grocery stores. And this one is the lemon ginger cayenne with mm. apple cider vinegar. So it tastes a, like a spicy lemonade is how I can describe it. Like a spicy ginger mm. lemonade. Mm-hmm. Gives you a little bit of kick. Um, I wish I had this like right away when I woke up in the morning because uh, it. I will say it does cleanse you and <laughs> it does give you a little bit of a like a pep, you know, like a little spicy kick yeah. to go. So yeah, love this. This one has been really good. The only thing I don't like about it is that it has 10 grams of added sugar, but hey, we'll, we'll have a balance. Give and a take, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm sipping on. How about you, Ellie? Yum. That sounds good. So I'm also sipping on a rosé. I Yum. Cheers, Allie. <laughs> um, I kid you not, I was on a walk before this, like getting ready to record. And I was actually thinking about Love You Bunches because I knew I had a rosé for today. And I was like, I wish that I had that. But this one is actually from Trader Joe's. Since I don't have the vine shop close by in Denver, um, it is a rosé from Trader Joe's. It's Emma Reichart. I hope I pronounced that right. But you can find it at Trader Joe's and it's a rosé of Pinot Noir. So um, yeah, yeah, very and good. And I see you're even repping the vine room glass yes. too. So yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, twinning. We, uh, our twinning glasses right now, we're both sipping out of our vine room glasses. So since I couldn't have a wine from the vine room, I had to support with my glass. But um, yeah. Very perfect rosé day here in Denver. It's like 80 degrees and sunny. So had wow. to had to open up some rosé. But um, another segment that we like to do to start off our podcast is called Tip Trick Thing, where we like to share a tip, a trick, or a thing that has elevated our lives recently. So we love to share things that we're finding, things that we're doing, and anything to help elevate lives. So Rianne, what's your tip trick thing today? So I love the fact that you both have matching glasses. That is so cute. And my tip is actually around glassware. So being able to find new glassware is so fun because when you're like perusing the aisles of like Pottery Barn or Target, TJ Maxx, it's like, ooh, like this is kind of cool and fun. But I love going to like thrift stores and vintage shops Mm. to pick up ones that have like really unique designs or styles and shapes to them and when I have my own house I would just love to be able to like collect some of those like the like colorful stained glassware I think that would be so Mm. fun but my tip is that if you're ever looking for new glassware or if you ever want to like spice up like an occasion always go to thrift stores or vintage stores to look for your glassware because it's something fun. It's something that's new to you and it's sustainable for the environment because you're not going out and getting new glasses if you don't need them. So that's my tip for today. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that tip. And it's always fun to have like a mod podge of glasses. I think it's so fun when there's like so many different glasses or mugs or whatever it be when it's kind of like a mix and they all have their unique story. But yeah, I love that. Um, Allie, what's your tip trick or thing today? 
Yeah, I'm sticking with my uh, wine theme, of course. Um, so many people pour themselves a delicious glass of wine and they tip it back and enjoy. However, uh, there's so much um, experience that can be had when you volatize your wine, aka when you swirl your wine mm. and you smell too before you before you sip. So that's a big part of what we teach um, in our wine education classes and just uh, something that I learned going to wine school, if you will, uh, is uh, swirling your wine, allowing the liquid to kind of coat the sides of the glass and then putting your nose in the glass and not being afraid of really getting it in there and uh, taking some nice long inhales, but also uh, we joke and say kind of sniff like a dog where you can do a short, quick smell because <laughs> it's really going to allow you to kind of get that full sensation. And mm -hmm. um, it's so fun being a wine buyer. Obviously, we taste so many wines and to see uh, so many that smell very different than they actually end up tasting. Mm -hmm. And so having wine be a full sensory experience is not something I think is super common for the everyday consumer. And mm -hmm. uh, I really think it can elevate your uh, wine sipping experience if you do kind of do the full full experience of smell mm -hmm. and sip. Um, so yeah, that's my tip. Swirl and smell before you sip or sip and then swirl and smell if you just can't wait to dive in. <laughs> I love that. I love it. <laughs> that's such a good tip. And there's so many like incredible tips with drinking wine that mm -hmm. I know I've learned from you and from the vine rooms that you can't just drink it straight. I mean, you can drink it straight down the hatch, but it's always good to, <laughs> to like savor it and pick up on all the notes. That's such a good tip. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe Love try that. both and try yeah, both yeah, ways. Yeah. See what you pick up <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in the difference. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, you can learn so many good tips with Vine School at the Vine Room. So mm -hmm. also if you're in the area, Rhiannon and I used to love going to like meet the makers or so classes, fun. Vine School. It was so much fun. So definitely check it out if you are in the Minneapolis area to learn more awesome wine tips. Yeah. If you're um, looking for like a ladies night out or like a fun mm -hmm. date night, I would even say like so mm -hmm. much fun to be able to not only go and drink wine, but like Ali said, like have the full experience of what it's like to learn about the wine, like learn new tricks and tips to be able to enjoy your wine more, like really elevating that experience. Mm -hmm. So give yourself a little treat and elevate your happy hour. Yes. That's so true. Love um, it. So my tip trick thing today is actually a thing. And I did mention it's like sunny here in Denver, but we're just hitting the sunshine. And I don't really tan. I kind of like burn and then go back to being pale. <laughs> so uh, today I'm sharing a thing that's actually like a self-tanner that is considered a clean beauty version of self-tanner mm. made with botanical ingredients and not harsh chemicals. And it's called Salty Face. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's mm -mm. an awesome brand that has like a tanning water. So something you can use on your face and then also a tanning foam that you can use like on your body and I've been loving that to have like look a little bit more sun-kissed since I <laughs> cannot get to that state <laughs> naturally I just become burnt or pale so I love with spring approaching and summer approaching having like a nice clean 
little bit of tan. So if you're looking for a self tanner that has um, more clean ingredients, check out Salty Face. It's a great one. Ooh. Salty Face. Yes. Salty Face. They, I think it's called Salty Face because they're one of the first makers of like fake freckle spray where you can Mm. like spray on fake freckles. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. Uh, I think it's a recent thing where people like spritz on fake freckles. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have that as well. I don't personally use the freckle spray, but they have some interesting things. (laughs) So cool. I'll have to check that out. I've never heard of that. Yeah. For our yes. pale, for our pale girlies and pale bosses yeah. out there, like this yeah. is for yeah. you. And if you don't, I mean, like it's good because like you don't need to go out into the sun and like get exposure to sunburn because like mm-hmm. freckles usually show up when you're exposed to sun. So protect your skin. Mm-hmm. Maybe try out mm-hmm. the fake freckles or do the self tanner that Ellie recommended. Yeah. Either yeah, way, you'll be geared up for the warmer weather. Yes, definitely. Um, So we're so excited to dive on in. Um, We love to start out with those segments and then just jump into getting to know our guest and really um, just learning from from you, Allie. So, you know, we heard all about the Vine Room and the Vine Shop and all the fun things that the Vine Room and the Vine Shop offer from a wine club to um, incredible classes and really like a huge community aspect to the business. So we're curious to learn more about your journey starting the Vine Room and the Vine Shop and how you were inspired to start your business. And if you had you know, any standout resources that you want to share that really helped you along the way. Yeah, totally. Uh, journey indeed. It was um, quite the adventure and it still is, but um, I went to school um, at Eau Claire for entrepreneurship. So I got a business management degree uh, and had an emphasis in entrepreneurship. So uh, somewhere along the way, I decided that I did want to start my own business, but in college, I had Mm -hmm. no idea what that was. And even after college, uh, but it was a really awesome a degree to get because it was so well-rounded and learned so many different facets of what would be required to start a business. Um, I, um, in a very um, shortened version of our journey, I grew up in Minnesota, um, went to school, like I said, in Eau Claire, and then after college decided um, due to my sweet boyfriend at that time that I was going to join him on an adventure out to California. So we had done a fun road trip up the coast uh, in 2012 and uh, stopped along the way, stayed with friends, uh, fell in love with the Santa Barbara area. And so um, after we got back, we uh, just made the decision. We're like, we're going to take advantage of our 20s and we're going to move when we don't have any big commitments right now. And so I ended up moving out to California. Uh, We lived there for about five years um, and it was obviously a a lovely experience. Um, We still are fortunate to be able to get back out there quite a bit. But, um, you know, spending our 20s there, we did a lot of socializing. Our weekend ventures would be up to the wineries in the Santa Barbara area. Um, we'd meet our friends at like the tasting rooms in the funk zone in Santa Barbara downtown. And so wine really just like naturally became a, a part of our social life. And mm-hmm. uh, comparing it to the culture here, like we have so many breweries and cool distilleries in Minneapolis. 
Um, but there it was wine. Like that's just what we did. And before we moved to California, I didn't even drink wine. Uh, I now know why my mom was, uh, trying to get me to enjoy wines that, um, you know, I, that weren't the greatest, we'll just say. <laughs> and so, um, I was grateful to revisit wine there mm-hmm. and realize like, oh, wow, this actually is really cool. And to be pretty much at the source was like quite the treat. And so, yeah, just naturally kind of fell in love with wine, uh, the story of it, seeing, um, you know, firsthand the people and the families and uh, the like the spaces that it was created in. It was a really cool um, kind of observation, if you will. And so um, I was working um, in, you know, corporate world uh, in can- in California. I was working in footwear, uh, which is obviously very unrelated to wine. But um, when we decided we were going to move back to Minnesota, I before we moved, spent some time. I worked with an awesome coach. Um, you guys are obviously know Kelsey with ever me mm-hmm. and, um, her and I spent some time. Um, I had kind of ideated the concept. It was the summer of uh, 2017 and her and I spent some time working together, which was actually really cool because before we really dove into like business world, it was more about like exploring self, like kind of doing a regroup of like, who am I? What do I mm-hmm. care about? What do I want to do? And, um, kind of coming up with like, what are my, what are my core values as an individual and what are my passions? And so, uh, we actually kind of came up with two concepts. One of them was a cool wine bar. Uh, and the other uh, business concept was an interior decorating business, which, uh, secretly I was kind of able to do that for mm-hmm. the wine bar business. So I won in both ways, but, um, but yeah, so kind of came up with the whole idea, did a lot of like really cool visualizations of, you know, what does this place look like? Who are the people walking in the door? What are you serving? And so it was before, you know, I just did pen to paper. It was just a lot of um, processing, which was really cool and felt kind of, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, fresh compared to some of the other things I've worked on. And so um, obviously being inspired by the wine culture in California, knowing we're coming back to Minnesota where they're really, you know, there's an awesome wine scene here, but it, especially at that time too, there was even fewer options for cool places to go to like Mm -hmm. learn about wine, experience it, have kind of that wine version of a brewery here, um, Mm -hmm. approachable, um, fun and kind of debunk the classic, you know, thoughts around what a wine bar is. And so, um, I had all of these, you know, beautiful thoughts in my head and, um, wanted to create space for community and um, really have kind of it feel unlike anything else that I had had, obviously inspired by um, some of the stuff that we'd experienced there, but putting my own spin on it. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I registered the business, I wrote the business plan in early 2018. And then we moved back to Minnesota in April of that year, and really hit the ground running. So it was a lot of um, you know, running literally in the dark, which was, mm-hmm. um, you know, takes a lot of perseverance and uh, creativity and just figuring things out. And so uh, we ended up finding the space that we're in on Main Street and Hopkins. It was the third location that we had attempted or looked at and felt called for. And I just always say like how freaking grateful I am. We ended up where we did. Mm-hmm. We, um, have obviously amazing neighbors, amazing community. The city of Hopkins has been awesome to work with as a small business, which I know sometimes isn't always the case for new businesses. 
Um, and the fact that we're in a suite, I really wanted like a sweet downtown vibe mm-hmm. where you can kind of park and walk and have Main Street, um, kind of that Main Street energy. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what we have uh, where we are in Hopkins. And so, um, yeah, it's um, like I said, it was very much a journey. I did not do it alone. Obviously, I had the the resource of my husband, who was my cheerleader the whole the whole way and still is. Um, I did cross paths with um, a, a really great guy. His name is Lee Hall, and he has uh, his own nonprofit here. It's called Next Stage, and uh, he helps entrepreneurs at any stage of their business. And so I still meet with him now. We'll get together at least once a year to do just kind of a check-in and like where things are at. But he was such an amazing resource. And I, you know, I'd like to say I would have figured out how to do it on my own, but he was uh, so incredible in reviewing, you know, my business plan and helping me put together kind of my projections because I like had to start from scratch in Excel Mm -hmm. spreadsheets and like figuring out, like I'm literally making stuff up right as I go. And like, this is, you know, what I'm forecasting, we're going to make for revenue in the first three years of business, never having done it before. And so to Mm -hmm. be able to have somebody who, um, you know, he obviously hadn't owned a wine bar, but like he has a ton of business experience and was able to give me some resources to help kind of um, bring it to life, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other big thing that he was helpful with was having relationships with local banks. And so Mm -hmm. I work with a local bank, um, Sunrise in Minneapolis, and they've been awesome. Um, They are uh, a local bank and uh, he has a relationship there. And so that bridge, I think obviously for small business owners, like the financing part of of it is really kind of the the scariest, if you will, or if you Mm -hmm. don't have an obvious like source of money, you know, you can have the best idea in the world, but you have to be able to pitch that idea and Mm -hmm. um, really like kind of show that like, yes, this is going to be successful for somebody to sign on um, and, you know, invest in your business ultimately. And so having uh, him with his relationships was so crucial for us to be able to, um, yeah, kind of, again, take it to, to I, from idea to reality. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, anyone, again, of course, that's local, happy to make that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kelsey was obviously a great resource as a coach. Uh, Google uh, will never yes. get old for finding <laughs> yeah. answers to all sorts of questions. And then, of course, a lot of networking. I mm-hmm. Somebody knew someone who I would then have a call with and take notes on. And every conversation, I would just like ask so many questions and talking to people um, you know, in the industry or in hospitality in general, um, people in business in general. And so it mm-hmm. was uh, really just getting comfortable with like, you know, blindly reaching out to people and and unashamedly asking questions like, hey, I'm new at this and I'm figuring it out as I go. And um, so making sure that, you know, that that human connection element mm-hmm. uh, can't go without note. So yeah, mm-hmm. lots of, lots of great resources. Wow. That's so cool to hear about. I mean, starting a brick and mortar is so different than starting an online business and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then being able to just hear some of your experience with the resources that you use, how you, how you curated your passions into a place that you really found a home in and was able to build a community mm-hmm. in is just so incredible. And like I said, I've been to the Vine Room before, and the most recent time I was there, I remember I hosted a um, book club with me and some of my girlfriends, 
And I just loved the ambiance there and being able to chat, being able to sip on some wine. And I love what you said about like you were able to combine your passion for interior design into the wine room Mm -hmm. because I could totally see it. Like any vibe you're going for, it's just like you could have like a LinkedIn photo shoot in there. You could have like a bridal shower in there. Mm -hmm. You can have networking meetings, book clubs. Like it's just a place where there's a really strong community. And I, I just really love that. And my question for you, Allie, is since I've been to the Vine Room and for those of us that haven't been to the Vine Room, when you do get to experience it, I feel like a big part of the culture, aside from being able to have that camaraderie of um, the good vibes and the good experience, is your efforts on sustainability. Just being able to visit the Mm -hmm. Vine Room is something that I've noticed that that is at the forefront of your mind. And I want to be able to ask you a little bit more about what came as or what cultivated your passion to apply these sustainable efforts? And if you could share some of those with our listeners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I love chatting about sustainability. Um, It truly is an innate passion for me um, that I'd say has grown immensely over the last decade. Um, I was trying to, you know, think about like, when did this really start? Because, you know, I grew up in a household that, you know, did some like generic recycling, which is great. Um, But like, what, what was it that actually like triggered my, um, I would call like an extreme passion for like doing what I feel is the right thing. And so I actually was thinking about uh, when I was working at a sweet little yoga studio in Plymouth here in uh, Minnesota in um, gosh, I think it was like 2012 when I first started there. And the owner there was so, so mindful on every, every level of operating. And she would do the tiniest, um, like mindful behaviors of like repurposing so many things and also just like refusing so many things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, we'd even get like, for example, obviously she would use like scratch paper to leave little love notes. And we had, you know, a compost and recycling um, she would also like have us cause I was a yoga instructor there, but I also worked at the front desk and she would have us, you know, whenever we'd get junk mail, like we would have to like reach out to the person who sent it to like request, we get removed from their senders list. And there's so many things that I realized that I learned from her and from being mm. in that space that carried over into my personal life. And then those same things carried over into my businesses because it was learned behaviors that Mm -hmm. some of them, again, are a little bit more common, but then other things were just like, so um, what I I honestly think some people think like it might be a slight eye roll or a little wacky or whatever. But like for me, like I just care so much that like I'm the gal who's, you know, even at work, if someone accidentally puts the wrong thing in the recycle bin, like I'm sorting, I'm sorting things and I've got my systems at home. And so um, for me, it's just something that um, I think, of course, I've created these amazing businesses, but like my greater impact on our planet as a whole is in the sustainability sector in some capacity that I'm still yet manifesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know because I care just like so much about it without having like a true reason for it other than just in- inside of me, it matters so much that I, I feel like it's something that's going to I need to share that right with with our planet. Um, mm-hmm, for sure. Obviously, in our businesses, like I said, we do a lot of our common recycling. We obviously go through a lot of glass, cardboard with our wine mm-hmm. cases, um, even plastics. 
plastics is a big thing uh, that has uh, a lot of, um, it's hard. Plastic recycling is very hard, especially when it comes like plastic bags. And so Mm -hmm. we work with an awesome company called Ridwell. Um, I believe they are growing and expanding, Mm -hmm. but they, um, they started here and they do biweekly pickups for us. So they collect all of our plastics. So like think your bread bags or like a lot of packaging that is that like stretchy plastic material. Uh, they'll pick all of that up and they work with a Trek deck. So then it gets repurposed mm-hmm. into the materials oh. and that make decks, which is super cool. That's so cool. Um, wow. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Just knowing that it's like finding a new home mm-hmm. makes yeah. you feel um you know, where you can't refuse certain products, at least you're, you know, disposing of them the best way that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, we, they also collect like batteries, uh, light bulbs, threads, so any clothes and stuff. So, you know, investing in that as a business is definitely a bonus uh, expense for us, but we allow our staff to use the service as well. Uh, and then we're also partnering with them to collect all of our corks too, which is really cool. So they're working with another mm. company uh, that properly uh, recycles and repurposes corks, which is really sweet. So, um, so yeah, Ridwell's amazing. Um, of course, like I said, we do a lot of like, uh, reduction where possible. So we're not, not super big on like single use products. Um, we don't, we don't do paper receipts. Like we only do e e delivery and receipts. So just trying to think about like, where can we stop some of the use of products before it even happens? Um, also we're doing uh, a lot of product swapping. So we have uh, Em on our team when she came on board, she was uh, gung-ho about uh, sustainability as well. And so helped me kind of implement some um, really cool swaps. So like we use um, beeswax wrap instead of saran mm-hmm. wraps. We work with mm-hmm. Ames Farm in Minnesota, uh, getting rid of that plastic wrap. We um, supply all of our paper products. So Kleenex, toilet paper, paper towels from a company called Who Gives a Crap. Um, and they are uh, the greatest branding ever. Uh, they uh, um, produce recycled uh, paper products as well as they um, have bamboo products as well. We use compostable trash bags instead of plastic ones. Um, we work with Blue Land for some of our cleaning products. So really, like, again, it's definitely not the cheapest way to go when it comes to yeah. making like operational choices for a small business, which has been a learning experience for sure, because that is challenging, right? Like we don't have gobs of money to spend on our operating Mm -hmm. supplies, but yet we still have a duty uh, to obviously take care of um, not only our community that we're in, but the, but like I said, the planet as a whole. And so um, I truly believe that every decision we all make has an impact. And um, Mm -hmm. so I feel that, you know, again, in my personal life, but of course in my businesses, there's been such an opportunity to, um, infuse them into how we operate. But then I, my hope is that our team is learning from it too. And then hopefully they're taking that into their mm-hmm. lives as well. And so, um, so yeah, lots of uh, really great um, options for people out there. Um, I think thinking about sustainability, even beyond just how you're recycling or even just how you're, um, you know, purchasing products, thinking about like who you support as a small business. So like we, as much as possible are looking at like local companies, um, some of our fun, like food menu partners, we work with like a cool chocolate company that's in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. Uh, we just introduced this, these delicious uh, nuts from Isadora Nut Co. She's a uh, female owned business that's in um, a business organization I'm a part of. Um, we work with Love Microgreens, Great Harvest. So again, mm-hmm. thinking, uh, how can we be 
sustainable in supporting other small businesses Mm -hmm. as well, right? Because again, not always the most cost effective route, but when it comes to quality and when it comes to kind of hoping that it goes full circle, because we want people to support us too. We want to kind of lead by example in that space. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, smaller distributors for wine. So you think about our wine menu. Again, we work with uh, sustainably produced primarily domestic wines. We have goodies, of course, from all over the world. But when we're looking at who we're uh, sourcing from, always making sure that they're uh, mindfully producing wines. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, small to mid-sized producers that are still family-owned wineries. Like, if it, there's, there's so many uh, decisions you can make that you don't always think about all of those details, but mm-hmm. they do make such a difference, which is um, so important. Um, and I think the final final note I'll make on sustainability is um, thinking about sustainability within our business, of course, too, when it comes to our teams. So um, I like to think about sustainability in the sense of taking care of your people, too. So uh, mm-hmm. for us, like we'll do obviously a lot of paid, paid wine education, which, mm-hmm. Ellie, you're very familiar with, um, making sure that, you know, they are invested in. Uh, for a full-time team, we do wellness reimbursement. Um, we try to have flexible schedules as much as we can. I think about sustainability, even in like open, healthy communications, mm-hmm. um, celebrating our team with like quarterly team outings. And so just really like investing in those people so that they in turn are invested in us um, mm-hmm. and have uh, kind of a sustainable relationship in general. So I feel like that topic is like ginormous uh, and kind of has so many different like funnels Mm -hmm. that come off of it but it truly is something that I think is so game-changing and really makes all the difference so Mm -hmm. that's awesome I love how the list just keeps going on with sustainability Mm -hmm. as an umbrella and it's so cool to hear about some of the efforts that you've put in as a business owner and as someone Mm -hmm. who wants to create such a beautiful culture within your employees as well as just the overall community at the Vine Room. And before we jump into like the community question, because like that's something I know we'll ask you about, I want to go back to your point about starting your business as starting a small business as well as wanting to implement these sustainable changes. So like what were some of the decisions that you had to make knowing that, you know, there's there's costs that you have to work with as a balance to starting your business. And I think that's something that maybe a lot of business business owners struggle with is sometimes the sustainable aspect of it is mm-hmm. not the most affordable route to go. So I, I'm just curious about your own experience with that and how you made those mm-hmm. tough decisions to support your values. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say I don't know if I've ever come come across a solution that's a sus- more sustainable choice that's less expensive than mm-hmm. you know a traditional offering out there. And um, again, like I said, it's been a challenging thing. It's been a learning as we go. And obviously, you know, I'm very connected with our like financial statements and where we are as a business and having targets of you know what percentage of your operating expenses um, should be. Um, you know, going towards certain categories, if you will. And so it's been a lot of just like learning, if you will. We started, I would say, when we first opened, um, some of these things that I talked about were in place right out of the gate, but some of more of those like product swap things, Mm -hmm. we definitely made the change as we were kind of going and Mm -hmm. uh, really just like audited as we went. I think um, I like admittedly will say, like I make choices for the business that yes, they cost the business some more money, 
but it it makes me sleep better at night knowing that mm-hmm. we're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And so it it truly is um, a values thing. And and I know that not everybody feels maybe as passionate about it as I do, but um, there are so many great companies out there. And again, it's it really is just more of a an awareness thing and making you know you don't want to do it to the detriment of your you know your business surviving mm-hmm. absolutely that would be crazy town but I think um, making sure that you are uh, aware of those choices and then you know even if it is just like implementing one better decision or one healthier choice into mm-hmm. kind of the way you operate um, even that can make a huge difference so. I don't think there's any like right way to do it. It's just, uh, yeah, it's been been a learning for sure and trial and error. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thanks for sharing that. I know like the transparency mm-hmm. is what a lot of people look for and just having mm-hmm. like that little little bit of wisdom in order to like carry people forward is just so amazing to be able to hear you share. And I can just, I know Ellie can speak to this too, but like every little decision that you have made speaks volumes to the culture that you have created at the mind room. Mm -hmm. Like you feel it when you're sitting down, you feel it when you're enjoying the beverages or the foods that you're providing. And I think that like, even though you don't, you don't share those with people every day, it's, just Mm -hmm. so embedded and you just like you feel Mm -hmm. comfortable like like you said Al you sleep better at night and I feel like as a customer Mm -hmm. when you're experiencing all of that all of the goodness that you put into the business you experience that just right off the bat when you're in that Mm -hmm. space yeah I'm happy to hear that that's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah I totally echo that Rian and I think like I love what you said Ali of almost like the next best thing in a way where maybe it's just one thing at a time of implementing like what's that next step um, where you can't always do everything at once when it comes to sustainability and making those swaps. And when you mention, you know, like hoping that your staff and the people you work with implement that into their personal lives, like I can totally attest to that where working, being able to work with you and with the Vine Room has totally changed my perspective on sustainability and doing things in my own personal life um, when it comes to just living everything of being able to be a better global citizen and earth citizen mm-hmm. and being able it. to make make some swaps including like even the smallest things of using scrap paper now for everything mm-hmm. and um literally every small thing really does make a difference and I think mm-hmm. um the Vine Room and you have been such an incredible inspiration for me and I'm sure so many others. And when I think about like other ways that I've been, been inspired by you, like you're one of my favorite humans, um, oh, but, <laughs> but I have had the pleasure of not only being a guest at the Vine Room, but also being able to work on Ali's team and seeing the Vine Room, the Rian t- touched on this too, but the curation of such an immaculate culture where you feel it as a guest and you also feel it as an employee on your team. And I think the Vine Room is like truly an extension of who you are with great vibes, like caring about people, caring about the earth, wanting to create a wonderful guest experience and and wonderful people around you of creating a great team who serves other people in their community well. And like when I think about inspiration for, you know, Rian and I are both very entrepreneurial and I know one day we want to have a business and like you are an inspiration to us both and how you 
really create a business that is an extension of who you are. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious to learn like how you created that. And I know we also have other people who are very entrepreneurial who listen to this podcast. And if you have any advice for us, for them of how we can implement that as we build businesses someday. Totally. Are you trying to make me cry, Ellie? (laughs) I'm like tearing up. (laughs) I miss you. It's true. All of it is so true. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, so amazing. You guys are awesome. Well, thank you for all of that. Um, I think what you said is it rings so true. And I, I feel like so much of the time and so much of the feedback I've gotten is has been around the culture, right? Like, and what is the word, like, what is culture? And I think it can be so many different things. And like I said, when I started out, I really thought a lot about like the space and creating this space and like, yes, of course, we're going to have great wine that's going to accompany it. But, but so much of it was really um, driven by like the feeling that people were going to have, because at the end of the day, like, yeah, you want to have good juice and some fun cheese to snack on. But like the reason why people are coming to our place is for the experience that they're having. And so culture for me, and that's why, you know, when we started my my job title was culture curator, like it was Mm -hmm. like so fancy, but, uh, but so like driven around creating that experience. And um, I'd say the biggest, the biggest way I did that, and I mentioned it when I worked with Kelsey, when I did some of that life coaching was really starting with like my core values, like who, who am I? What are the things that I really care about? And so doing that for the business was really, like you said, an extension, Ellie. And I think that's like, I always joke that it's like, this business is literally an extension of like my left arm. And I (laughs) turned my values into an actual thing and uh, created core values for my small Mm -hmm. businesses that um, aligned with my own. And because when you start a business, like it is all consuming, not only mm-hmm. of your time, but of your energy and your love and your money and all of the things, right? Like it's, it needed to be so in alignment with who I was in order for me to successfully move forward and succeed at running, uh, originally the vine room and also now the vine shop. And, um, and so I really tried to make sure that I build those core values into the way we operate everyday decisions. Uh, You know, when we're bringing in new employees, like I go through the core values and interviews with new employees and make sure that there truly is alignment there. Um, We have four core values that again, like I said, drive so much of what we do and also act as like a foundation when we have conversations or talk about new opportunities or growth or whatever it may be, like, does it fall kind of in line with, who we are and who we're trying to be. And um, as our team grows, making sure that we stay us with Mm -hmm. maintaining those values. Um, Our core values are have fun, which everybody loves, of course, because life can be so serious sometimes. And I think it's so important Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're having fun while you're doing it. Um, In the theme of sustainability, uh, operate mindfully is one of our core values. Again, it goes beyond just proper recycling, but, you know, even to, you know, showing up on time and uh, supporting your team. And um, our third core value is serving well. We're in hospitality. So of course, serving well is so important. Uh, And communicate effectively. I um, am a big, big believer that so many things in life are 
really great or really shitty. And it's all because of communication. And so communicate effectively is one of our core mm-hmm. values that we talk so much about as a team. Uh, and again, of course, it's heavy on our admin team, but also for our ambassadors that are guest facing as well. So I think for me, it's it's really prioritizing uh, the well-being of our team in general, like I talk about, um, the culture is I am there and I am in the space and I always feel very responsible for fostering the culture. But at the end of the day, the people who are helping our guests are really the ones that are also mm-hmm. um, the culture curators too. And so I always, you know, focus on, you know, regular check-ins with all of our team members direct um, we have very open conversations around mental health, talking about where people are at, because we're all human beings, right? So like, yes, I'm trying to create this like fun, happy space, but like, there are things that happen in life. And so making sure that people feel supported and have an outlet or can talk about that. Um, I think understanding like uh, motivators for people uh, and truly just treating them like family. And I, mm-hmm. I care so much. And I think, again, that to me is just something that is innate to me and therefore bleeds into uh, the experience that our team has uh, with our businesses. So um, our team uh, is incredible. Um, We've had, you know, uh, cycles of people that have come through and over and over it's um, the love that people have for one another. And I I love that, um, you know, so much of our team spends time together now outside Mm -hmm. of work. And um, there is, such camaraderie and such a cool feeling that at this point in life, it's a great outlet to like meet new people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that, or I know that that experience ends up showing to our guests at the end of the day. And um, naturally that's how the culture is created. It's not a like checkbox thing you can really do. It's, it's a living, breathing thing that, um, Obviously, it starts with me as the leader, but it's the responsibility of everybody involved. And so I think very intentional hiring for me is mm-hmm. is foundational for that. <clears throat> um, and you asked about uh, tips for people that might be wanting to do the same. I think doing just what I talked about, like mm-hmm. identifying like what your core values are. What do you want to do? What do you want to create? Like, think about how you can weave those things into your business operations or even just the offering that you're creating in general to make it unique and totally in alignment with what you care about. It'll make your everyday so much more enjoyable and -hmm. it will allow you to build something special that like no one has ever built that exact thing before because we are all so individual and unique that if you're doing it, in alignment with you it can't really be replicated right like Mm -hmm. I think that's that's huge yeah totally I think that is such a good point I was like taking notes as you were talking and I think people listening to are definitely taking notes as well like that is such good um advice and I know for me like I love going to coffee shops and I've been to a coffee shop where I like loved their coffee, loved what they had, but then the people, the ambassadors, the team working were like not good vibes. Yeah. You can hear them like bickering in the background. Yeah, like they look like <laughs> yeah. they don't want to be there, that mm-hmm. they don't really enjoy each other. And so it's like you're the culture that the team is creating and the 
vibes they're giving off totally does make an experience or make or break an experience as a guest. So I think that's um, like so true. And I think that all comes back to what you said about making intentional hires. And that is such a strength in, in being able to do that. I know like Ellie talks about, Ellie always talks about how awesome it is to like work, to have worked for you and to have been in that team environment and experiencing all of that. And I know there's probably people out there. I mean, I would be wondering the same thing if I was in Minnesota, if you are currently hiring, because just hearing (laughs) about everything you said, it's like, why wouldn't you want to be on Ali's team? That just sounds incredible. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I mean, we are always looking for cool people. Um, We encourage people to reach out if they're interested. Um, We're not actively hiring in this very moment, but that always is changing. So Mm -hmm. absolutely reach out. You've heard it here first. If you are a value-driven person like Allie and if you've got something unique to offer, well, if you're bringing your whole self, just like she said, then you've got something unique to offer. So who knows? Maybe we've got a spot for you at the Vine Room. Yes, <laughs> and just awesome. hearing hearing all of your experience and stories has just been so fulfilling because like Ellie said, like she touched on, it's like we want to be able to continue curating this podcast into something bigger and being able to hear from people like you who have been able to carry their values into a tangible business, into an extension of themselves is just so inspiring. And I know for 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 you, maybe it always hasn't been that way. And for entrepreneurs, it's probably a lot of people haven't had the wave paved for them. So mm-hmm. I want to hear what advice would you currently, what advice would you give to your past self? And what advice would you also give to your future self if you have a piece of advice to share? Yeah. Yeah. These are big questions, which is awesome. And I think everybody should think through those uh, because I feel like it was very, um, insightful for me to process Mm -hmm. that Um, I think past self uh, really finding ways to fully embrace the the moment you're in Uh, every season that we go through has something to offer and being where my feet are is something I'm always striving Mm -hmm. to be better at Mm -hmm. Uh, most of the time for me that means slowing down which is definitely not the most intuitive thing for me but the (laughs) pause really allows for full embrace, good and hard, positive and negative. Um, it's, you know, the journey I took to get where I am right now, you know, there were moments that were really freaking awesome. And there were some really, really hard moments too. And a lot of questioning of what I was doing and was this the right thing to do? And even, you know, obviously we opened right before a pandemic. And so navigating something mm-hmm. like that, being a very new business owner was super challenging. But again, looking back on it, like there, there was so much for me, to, so much that I did take from it and that I did learn. And so I think in life, like, I don't need to be the, you know, one billionth person to say like that, it, the time just goes fast. And so like, how can we, uh, where we are right now, just like really try to embrace the moment we're in. I think as high achievers mm-hmm. too, like we're always forward looking and mm-hmm. goal setting and trying to accomplish things and not, you know, celebrating what you've done so far, but also just being like right here where we are. And so I think um, fully embracing, fully embracing mm-hmm. the moment is um, a, something for me, I would like mm-hmm. to continue doing not only past, but current as well. 
I love um, that. And the future. And I just have to say, like, I remember, I can't remember if it was the second or third TVR anniversary where there are like a ton of people. The whole place was packed. We were mm-hmm. all in our party hats. And you're like, I just need to take a moment to like look around and soak yeah. it in. Oh. And I remember you saying that. And I was like, that is such like that's so incredible. I just got goosebumps thinking about that mm-hmm. moment of like being able to step back and seeing what you mm-hmm. created and like everything that you've worked so hard at. Like on the anniversary, your loved ones yeah. there, like mm-hmm. such a cool moment. But sorry, I just yeah. just no, thought of that. Fun to look back on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so important and uh definitely don't do it enough. I think for uh, my future self would be uh, keep making moves and prioritize doing things that I love, uh, things that fill my cup, that feel good. been thinking a lot about feeling and what makes me feel good. Uh, and then bring those moments of joy. Um, of course, every day is a gift and we have a responsibility to ourselves to take care of number one, which is us. And it's uh, so easy, I think, always to prioritize everybody else in our lives before we take care of ourselves. And so um, really focusing on kind of, yeah, doing the things that feel really good. And of course, there's the reality of the things that you just have to do to get her done. But um, (laughs) you can you can prioritize uh, Mm -hmm. making sure that that is done. So Mm. yeah, Mm -hmm. those are so good. Yeah, make choices that feel good. I totally mm-hmm, yes. get that. One thing that I was thinking about is like, should I specify what advice would you give your past self and future self in your entrepreneurial journey? And then I thought mm-hmm. about like, no, I think open-ended because we're our whole selves mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, your entrepreneurial journey, building a business, but also your personal journey. Like they're all so intertwined. Um, so like mm-hmm. you said, it is, those are huge questions, but to be able to hear you know, your reflection is incredible. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. I also took notes on that. And I think it's a good reminder for us all to just embrace yeah, where we're at. Asking. Fill yeah. our cup. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So just hearing, you know, I'm sure everyone listening to you can just feel the passion that you have for your people, your business, your community, so many incredible things. And we know you're an absolute boss. And like Reen and I both mentioned, like really inspire us. So we're curious what being a boss means to you. Uh, Yes, I love this. Um, I would say literally being a boss with my team. uh, It means showing up well for them, uh, supporting them however I can. And I'm a big advocate of servant leadership and also leading by example in my businesses. I think that um, as an owner and as a leader is so, so crucial. Um, But being the boss of my own life means creating my reality. Um, My word of 2023 is create. And I'm really trying to focus on the power that I have to create my life. So creating my surroundings, creating how Mm -hmm. my days look, uh, creating how I want to feel, like I said, and just really creating the life I want to live. Um, It's the accumulation of a lot of decisions, but the reminder that I'm the holder of the keys Mm -hmm. and uh, being the boss of my own life is, is, Mm -hmm. you know, taking the wheel on creating what my reality looks like. And Mm -hmm. it can be so easy to you know, I'd be in cruise control. Apparently I'm like on a mm-hmm. car metaphor here, but um, 
but really just uh, owning that responsibility to mm-hmm. to uh, Kelsey always talks about a creatively designed life, and that's really what I'm striving to do and and have in my own. And so, uh, taking ownership of that of that is uh, being a boss. Mm-hmm. That's so incredible because like just hearing you say that is the exact reason why we started this podcast and why we started our platform, not only to be able to offer our listeners and our followers the um, being able to have that positive environment and positive um, social platform to turn to, but also inspiring people that you don't necessarily need to be an entrepreneur to be taking charge of Mm -hmm. your own life. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be a boss. You don't need to be an entrepreneur to be the CEO of your life, which is like the ultimate Mm -hmm. tagline of our platform. So I'm so happy to hear you reiterate that. And it was such a treat to be able to learn from you, Allie, and to be able to continue to learn from you as a leader and as a person. Like I just, I think I hope to be half of the boss that you are as we Mm -hmm. continue our journey. Oh, you will be fully, yes. (laughs) Thank you. And just being able to continue to, um, ask you questions as well as follow in your footsteps of some of the great things that you've created. So thank you so much for sharing. No, thank you. Thank you. And for our listeners that want to connect with you more, where can we continue to learn from you and hear about the Vine Room as well as follow up with you outside of the podcast? Yeah, for sure. Um, We would love if you signed up uh, for our newsletters. So we have two websites, vineroom.co and vineshop.co. We've got um, awesome monthly newsletters. We send out a ton of information. Um, of course, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. It's the same handles, vineroom.co and vineshop.co. And then, of course, for uh, the local friends, the ultimate way to connect would be to come visit us at the Vine Room and the Vine Shop. That's awesome. We're so excited to be able to share that because like I said, I loved going to the Vine Room. It's mm-hmm. so fun. Like Ali is also like for the most part, you're there some nights serving and helping out too. Mm-hmm. So it's just so fun to see mm-hmm. that you are also involved in the like community and being able to serve the people that walk into the door. And it's just such a great space. So mm-hmm. oh, this is so fun. Yeah. yeah, it was so fun to chat with you, Allie, and to be able to get your nuggets of wisdom and everything. And, you know, I'm manifesting a BYOB mm-hmm. meetup at the Vine Room. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That would be so yes. fun. Yes. Sure. I know that. Like, the majority of our listeners are in Minnesota. So I'm manifesting the Good Vibes Room. Uh, yes. Meets BYOB. A BYOB no. happy let's hour, yes. if you may. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. But <laughs> thank you so much, Allie. We had such a blast t- talking with you, and we yeah. so appreciate you and your time and your wisdom. So thank you. Yeah, Allie, thank do you, you. want to close us out with your affirmation? Yeah, I would love to. My affirmation is, I am a badass who is capable of creating the life of my dreams. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm going to write well, that. Maybe I here. should say I'm a boss, right? Yes. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Both both are so great. Like I said, I'm going to write that on my mirror because I think mm-hmm. that's just a, such a good reminder. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much. I know I'm going to go pick up a bottle of rosé after this because now I'm just craving a crisp beverage. Thank you for being on our podcast. Like I said, it was such a treat to have you and we'll make sure to be able to share all of your socials. This way our listeners can connect with you. Thank you, guys. Oh, so fun.
Oh, I awesome. love when we have guests on because like, I feel like every single guest so far has just been like so dynamic and uh, mm-hmm. just amazing. Oh, that was so I, cool. Yeah. And she, I think like this was such a good episode. Well, for anyone, but especially people looking to start their business, because even if it's not in wine, it's so transferable. It is yeah. like everything that she shared, like about culture, about sustainability, about just starting her own journey. It's like you can apply that into anything. And I'm so glad mm-hmm. you were taking notes, too, because I was like, oh, my gosh, we could totally use so much of this advice. And uh, for mm-hmm. anybody that's in Minnesota or like listening, like you have to check out the Vine Room. You have to connect with Allie just because it's like you've heard you've heard her here. You know, like she's just such an amazing human being. And being a part of such a wonderful culture of the vine room and just like having experiencing the space is just phenomenal. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Oh, such a fun episode. And just like, I know I'm leaving this episode feeling like I'm going to go take my notes and take action. Um, So yeah, just feeling good, feeling inspired and uh, definitely follow Allie and her journey in the vine room and the vine shop as like we mentioned like even if you're dreaming to start something um that's not necessarily in the wine industry such an incredible brand and story to follow and gain inspiration from so Mm -hmm. Ellie I love what you said about doing a BYOB event at the vine room because Mm -hmm. that would be so fun I think that would be such a blast. Um, I think like hello BYOB like vine room happy hour. Yes. And we can actually all drink the Stoltman love you bunches rosé together. Yes. That Allie was drinking. <laughs> but yeah, I think that'd be so fun. I can't remember the exact statistics, but I think like 50ish percent mm-hmm. of our listeners are in Minnesota. So I know Rian and I aren't in Minnesota, but we'll all have to come together someday yes. and be able to hang out, celebrate our wins, chat, make new friends, network, yeah. do all the things and um, be able to meet Allie and see the beautiful space as well. So exactly. So be on the lookout, follow our yes. socials and be on the lookout because manifesting like I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to actually make this happen because I would love to oh, do something like this. Totally are. Totally. <laughs> All right. Sure. Do you want to tell them where they can find us and connect with us on our socials to keep update yes. with all of our fun things that we have happening? Yes. Like Rian said, so many fun things happening and maybe even a BYOB happy hour. So if you want to stay in the loop and chat with us besides just on Thursdays, you can find us on Instagram at Be Your Own Boss Podcast and in our Facebook community, which is Be Your Own Boss Podcast Community. And then if you look down below in our show notes, you can find all of Allie's, the Vine Room, and the Vine Shop's um, ways to connect. Like she mentioned, website, newsletter, Instagram, Facebook. And she also had some really great tips for implementing sustainability for other business owners. So we'll link those brands that she mentioned down below as well. So lots of goodies to find down there so you can stay connected with us. And Mm -hmm. Rian, what can people do to, you know... Keep supporting.
supporting us as we're growing in our our mission of spreading the good vibes. You know, I'm so glad you asked because just <laughs> like how you should bring a friend to the Vine Room, you should also share this episode with your bestie, with a fellow boss, because who doesn't need a little bit of a motivational pickup during the week? heading into the weekend, as well as learning about new ways and hearing from awesome people about how to take charge of your your own life, of how to be your own boss. So make sure to share this episode wherever you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or Amazon Prime, any platform that you're listening on. Make sure to share this episode. And we would also love for you to give us a rating or and a follow on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So this way we can boost our algorithm and be able to reach more of you who want to be able to take care, take charge of your own life. So that's it for our episode of the BYOB, the Be Your Own Boss podcast, and we will catch you next Thursday. Bye, bosses. Bye.